Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Friday, February 18th. I'm Carol Gold and welcome to Think for Yourself. When I first did actually radio about 15 or 18 years ago in Pennsylvania, I had a show called Higher Ground. And the reason I called it Higher Ground was because I looked at the news from the perspective of where's the highest message we can take, even from the most awful story. Because we all know that the news operates on the theory of if it bleeds, it leads, right? And that's just not print media. All of media operates that way. It's based on sensationalism. It's based on fear. It's based on manipulation. In almost all cases, certainly of mainstream media that's been around a long time. So higher ground was my effort to say that in every dark moment, there's a bright light. There's a positive we can take away that will uplift us and give us sort of strength and optimism going forward. The reason that I bring up higher ground is because in essence, it's what I do here on this podcast. In Think for Yourself, I always try to look at things that are happening around us and say, okay, I think for myself and here's what I conclude about this and I'm going to share it with you and then I'm going to ask you to think for yourself and come to your own conclusions because I believe that that's how we all get and stay empowered is thinking for ourselves and finding the positive takeaway. So there are two stories, two things unfolding as I do this podcast. One is the situation with the Ukraine, and the other is the situation in Canada. Now, there are many people, well, first of all, let me back up and say that there are people who don't even know what's happening in Canada, who are U.S. citizens. And I know this because I have a very dear friend. I've been friendly with her for probably 30 or 35 years. And I spoke to her the other day and I mentioned the truckers in Canada and she kind of said, huh? She didn't know what I was talking about or it seemed that she didn't. So I said, do you know what I'm talking about? And she said, no, what's happening with truckers in Canada? So to me, this is of course inconceivable, right? Because separate from the fact that I do this podcast and that I'm interested in staying current with what's going on in the world, I almost don't know how you could not know what's happening in Canada, but apparently there are people who do. So I can only assume there are that many or more people who don't know what's happening in the Ukraine. But I want to look at both of them because they have something in common and then they have something that's very different from commonality. What they have in common is that we don't live in the 13th or the 14th or the 18th century anymore. What happens somewhere else in the world, almost immediately, certainly in the near future, in some way impacts us no matter where we're located on the planet. Because that's what the technology has done. It has connected us all in a very literal sense. 
So we know immediately when something happens somewhere else in the world. And if it's catastrophic or if it's highly impactful, the other reason beside the fact that the technology connects us all is that as I've often talked about in prior podcasts, the human race is a complex adaptive system. And when you make a change in one part of the system, it doesn't stay isolated. That change is going to ripple and ripple further and further outward until it causes change at the most distant point, however subtle that distant change may be. So yes, the Ukraine is far away geographically from the United States. And the Ukraine is a very different culture. You know, it is only been a country, I, I mean, in the last, I forget how many years, but it's been tossed around that geographic region and it has predominantly belonged to Russia over time, but it has been independent, I think maybe since 1992, I could be wrong on the year, but they apparently want to stay independent and Russia apparently has different ideas. And so, yes, it's far away. It's a very different culture. But remember, we're all connected. And sooner or later, what happens there will have rippling effects. One of the effects that many people are concerned about is that if Vladimir Putin invades the Ukraine and the United States or perhaps NATO nations do not come to Ukraine's aid, it will embolden Xi of China to finally invade Taiwan, which it has wanted to do and threatened to do for a very long time. In a sense, we can see an almost immediate ripple effect from Ukraine, but there will be others. Canada is a lot closer to home. We share a border with Canada, and certainly with what happens there will have impact on what happens here. We see it with the truckers and when the strike began, that the crossover points for bringing products to and from Canada were blocked off. The two main routes for truckers and traffic to come across the border were blocked off by the blockade. Now, when pressured, those truckers opened those routes. However, the remainder of those truckers for the last three weeks have steadfastly held their positions in Ottawa, in the capital. So it isn't hard to see from a practical standpoint, from an import-export standpoint, how what happens in Canada will have an effect on us directly and, and primarily. We will be that first ripple effect. But there's something else happening in Canada and perhaps in the Ukraine, but I can only be sure about Canada because I'm not as knowledgeable about the Ukraine. What's happening in Canada is an astonishing display of fascism, an astonishing display of dictatorship by Justin Trudeau. The truckers for three weeks have been peaceful. There has been zero violence, except there was one Antifa person who tried to insert themselves into the convoy and create trouble, and he was quickly evicted by the truckers themselves. These truckers have come with nothing but a sincere and a reasoned-based request for the mandate to be lifted, the vaccine mandate to be lifted, and to ask the government to look at its policy across the board on masking and on COVID. 
I talked about this in a prior podcast. When you're, when you come from a position of strength, I talked about power versus force. You aren't afraid to step up and present your position, hear the opposition's position and reach hopefully a compromise or a settlement that gives everyone some of what they want and everyone not everything they want. Trudeau wouldn't talk to them. It was inconceivable to me that all they wanted to do was be heard. They wanted to sit down and be heard and he wouldn't do it. And instead, and I make this point because I think it's very important, after talking to Joe Biden, president of the United States, who encouraged Justin Trudeau to use federal powers to break up the convoy and break up what was essentially a peaceful assembly, Trudeau, in fact, took the advice. I don't think he needed a lot of prompting. I think he is fundamentally a fascist. I think he is fundamentally a bigot. You know, he's been photographed in blackface more times than I think anybody chooses to remember with no sensitivity for what he was doing. The other day, he responded to a member of the parliament who happened to be a lesbian Jewish member of the opposition by saying that she and others like her defend Nazis in this convoy experience. There could be nothing more absolutely degrading and disgusting than to say what he said, not only to a Jew, but to the daughter of survivors of the Holocaust. So I think he is in fact a fascist and I think he's a dictator and I think he seized a moment. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? Why did it matter that Hitler went into Poland? After all, he only wanted Poland. So why did the rest of the world care? Well, it didn't. And as I've spoken in a prior podcast, corruption and authoritarianism and all forms of enslavement that flow from those philosophical or political positions are never satisfied with what their initial thrust is. They have bigger and bolder plans. And if they are not checked, if they are not held at bay, they will proceed to eventually take over as much territory and as much population as they can. Justin Trudeau on our northern border is a real threat. At the moment, it may not seem like an immediate threat, but it is in fact an immediate threat. Because what happens in Canada, and I don't know if you've watched, but I did today periodically, the police have acted like the Gestapo in Nazi Germany. They have, they rode in with their horses and trampled people who were peacefully assembled. I watched them beat up an old man they already had down on the ground. I watched them beat up and kick a young man they already had on the ground. None of these people were resisting. None of these people have been violent, but not only are they being physically restrained and constrained and arrested, Their bank accounts are being frozen. Their license plates are being taken down. Their trucks are going to be absconded. They're going to have their licenses to function as truckers, which is how they earn their living, canceled. This is appalling, and it's on our northern border. It's very close to home. And if you look down at our southern border, that's an invasion of illegal people who are bringing in all sorts of problems and who are spread throughout our country with no sense of who their identity is or for what reason they've come here. I've followed the truckers in Canada for the last 
three weeks. And it reminded me in 2010, my daughter and I went to a similar peaceful gathering at the Lincoln Memorial. Actually, yeah, I think it was on the mall in Washington, D.C. I think it was called Restoring Honor. And I remember we got up very early in the middle of the night because we had to be at a bus location in New Jersey where we were living at the time at 4 a.m. to embark upon this trip to Washington, D.C., and the bus was filled with other people who were similarly going to the march. I knew no one else who was going, but I was with a busload of people, and on the mall, I was with close to probably half a million people. And I don't often attend public large gatherings. I'm not comfortable at those things. But something prompted me to go to this one, and it was quite remarkable. Because while the news reported a very different version, my daughter at the time was, I think, about 16 years old. We both had a firsthand experience of what actually took place there. And it was a half a million people who were courteous, loving, respectful, friendly, all enjoying themselves, all with a common goal, which was to restore honor to how we function as a government and as a people. So when I watch some of the twists and turns and manipulations that propagandists in the media do with what has happened up north in Canada with these truckers, I can empathize with those who have been on the ground, who are reporting through Facebook and reporting through Instagram and other social media platforms of what's really going on there. And those truckers have acted and have had the same demeanor as that half a million people that I joined with in Washington, D.C. So for a leader of a country to turn horses and riot-geared police and snipers on the rooftops of buildings in Ottawa on the peaceful assembly, the equivalent of our First Amendment, their charter rights to assemble peaceably and to be heard without recrimination, It ought to concern all of us because the higher message to take from all of this is in fact that we are all connected. It is that it matters what happens no matter how far away, whether someone is being trampled in the Ukraine or thrown into a concentration camp in Germany or human trafficked from South America to our Southern border or sex trafficked within our country or trampled by horses in Canada for simply showing up and asking to be heard, we're all connected. We cannot afford to make believe that it doesn't matter. It matters. We are all truly branches on a tree. And if you create disease in one branch of a tree and you don't treat it, you don't stop the spread, it'll take time for it to work its way through the sap and up the other branches but it will kill that tree for sure if it goes unchecked and untreated. We are branches on the tree of humanity. We cannot stand by silently while people are trodden and beaten and sex trafficked and invaded and tortured. We cannot stand by and make believe it doesn't matter because sooner or later, the sap runs here too. Remember, The United States is an experiment, and it's still hardly out of its infancy if you look at the history of other nations and the history of the world. 
Nowhere is it written that this experiment must succeed. We've been gifted with an opportunity that has never before and may never again exist on this planet or for humanity. It's up to us to understand the value of it, us to understand what our role is in honoring that value, in protecting that value, in not being afraid to stand up and say, I am an American. I stand for the highest good. I am a member of the human race connected to every other sentient being on the planet, human and otherwise. It is my job as a steward for the brief time that I pass through here to do everything I can to make sure that I behave in ways that honor the gift and acknowledge that it's up to me. It's not up to anybody else. What I do, what you do matters. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Monday. And until I do, please think for yourself Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.